in a gym class or a yoga session the instructor leads the group and most of the time they're telling people exactly what happens when the exercise is being done and what are the muscles being exercised and what the student should concentrate upon but doing this online presents its own unique challenges and that is what the first post in today's episode is about the ux of exercising we've all got the whatsapp forwards exercise routines that need to be followed strengthening everything from the abs to the pectorals to the biceps in most cases this degenerates into a barely comprehensible routine and for the most part it's simply people going through the motions this site muscle wiki has managed to simplify it to the part that you're interested in with a solid ux tweak instead of words it connects the part of the body you need to work on to the recommended exercise they have a different set of graphics for men and women and once you click into the exercises you're taken to a video demonstration of how it is done it's interesting to see these sites evolve from a collection of exercise positions to gifs to videos and even animations the question is does this address one of the biggest problems getting people to continue exercising and making it a habit that still seems to require a one on one with a trainer that is the best ux of all and unlikely to change because we aren't looking for clarity alone we're looking for encouragement motivation and validation that what we're doing is right and for that a trainer is still the best way to go the evolution of the ux is welcome but that's where it stops you have no way of knowing if you're doing the exercises right that still requires professional oversight the crossover from virtual to real is still the hardest bridge to get across from exercising to giving birth <laughs> that's a stretch and that's a uh, a huge difference a shift in context and in the west dr spock is seen as the wise person who takes or at least he used to be because the current generation has got their own set of influences but that's what the second post is about indian midwives are possibly better than dr spock it's not an old wives tale scientific evidence is emerging that tummy rubs and massages for infants is a good way to keep babies growing and glowing we've grown increasingly suspicious of any of the traditional forms of early infant care which is a pity because hundreds of centuries of native expertise has been relegated to the background because well there's no data on it we require qualified doctors to put their stamp of authority and tell us what we're doing is good gary darmstadt is professor of neonatal and developmental medicine at the stanford university school of medicine when traveling through villages in india and bangladesh he saw several mothers and grandmothers massaging their newborns for hours and a study proved that there was a 40% reduction in the infection rate and a 20 to 25% reduction in mortality rates 
This was in a set of nearly 500 babies. A much larger study is underway and hopefully it will dispel the suspicion that new mothers have. Today, protecting children and bringing them up in a highly sanitized environment because they're seen as fragile is the accepted norm even though they need to build resistance to several allergens as well as bacteria and it may not be wise to keep them insulated all the time. But that's a hard story to sell. Children with gleaming oil on their bodies and long massage regimens to be followed is not exactly convenient. As it is, young couples struggle with the early rigors of managing infants and massages for the baby aren't a priority no matter what the promised benefits are. And finally, to close out this episode, from the supposed fragility of babies to the real fragility of startups. There's an early stage every startup has to get through. The point from idea to product. And discovering along the way whether customers will buy into it at all. Several hard knocks and disappointments later, the outline of what the product will become forms hazily. There is no guarantee it will work. Remember blowing all those millions of soap bubbles that stream out looking brilliant and they burst with a single touch, disappear completely. People have worked on the idea for several years and evolved the concept they originally came up with. How do they keep going through all the rejections and persist? There is no single answer to that one. It's often not about wanting to do anything else because their belief is strong. For instance, a story about a naval architecture graduate who thinks that boats running on solar power are the future. He's managed to persuade a couple of ferry owners to implement it in Kerala. There are several interests working against him. The existing engine boat manufacturers don't want their business to dry up. And he's proven that a 20 HP solar boat can go up against the might of a 50 to 75 HP engine. Add to the fact that they save tremendous amounts of money on running costs and it becomes an attractive proposition for owners. But it's a long haul. Convincing people to put in the money, delivering to expectations and finally establishing a market can take decades. And that, curiously enough, seems to be the attraction that draws entrepreneurs in. Every week, I'll plant a few ideas in your mind on branding, behavior and markets. Triggers for your thoughts. Spread the word to your friends. All you have to do is click the link and enter an email address. And yes, please do let me know about what you think. Write in, post a comment or spread the word. Thank you as always for listening.